0: I'm ScaifeLock, I'm Talos, and I'm Hush Chalks. and this is OutFox. <laughs> Hello and welcome to OutFox. This week we have a special guest with us.
1: And we have a special episode where someone dies. Oh wait, actually, didn't Talos die between the episodes and then he's already come back?
2: I forget how that works. I'm not sure how that works again.
1: <laughs> I think I think you've reincarnated in the in like the uh, Dark Assembly already.
0: Oh dear. Yeah. Or all oh, good. I don't know. <laughs> Either <laughs> or <works> good. <laughs> so um uh, we have Poink, Pee Weasel with us tonight, so go ahead and say hello to our small, 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 minuscule listening audience.
3: Wow, sounds like you're describing my penis. Hello, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Is your, is your penis a fan of that, of folks? Oh, my penis is a fan of anything that it can take out for.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but no, uh, I've, I've heard a few of you guys' episodes. I think you guys are great.
1: You are so kind. So uh, kind. <laughs> not, not only to be so, uh, so complimentary, but to, uh, to appear with us as well.
3: Oh, glad to do it. any time anybody wants me to come on and babble nonsensically, I'm glad to do it.
1: We babble nonsensically every week, so... This is true. It's what we do best. Yeah, so <laughs> if you ever if, want to babble nonsensically, this is the place to do it.
3: If you got to have a hobby. <laughs> 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 so, um, let's see, who's who here for the uninitiated?
0: <laughs> I'm uh, SkateBlock. I am the host of the show, and my cohorts are Talis and Joe.
2: Hello, okay. I'm Talis. Yes, sir.
3: Hi, Talis, I believe I've run into you before, and um Hoshiko. I, I know your icon. I'm looking at it here on Skype. It's that robot Japanese cat.
1: <laughs> yes, it's Doraemon.
3: It's Doraemon. One, one
1: of yeah. my absolute favorites. I, I The, the classic show, and I, I always used to watch the episodes, and it is so funny. So many of the episodes are so funny, especially the older ones, because there are some of them you can watch, and they're just, at, at times, they are just so profoundly funny and sometimes so profoundly inappropriate.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, that's most Japanese animation, isn't it? <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: isn't it? Isn't that most animation, period? <laughs>
3: uh, it depends on what you watch. Um, as a matter of fact, I was just in Canada, so um, with <laughs> my girlfriend is a huge fan of, like, Studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. So she got me to watch this thing called Spirited Away, and beautiful film, but I sat there the whole time going, this little girl did not ask for any of this. This is kind of mean. Then I realized this is basically Japanese animation. If it's not horribly wicked, demonic monsters running around the countryside, it's little space alien girls all trying to hit on one boy that wants some other girl. Or am I thinking too much of LUM?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you've you've summed up the major the major categories. There are there are others that are, are really marvelous, but it uh, seems like especially in the last ten years they've been very much concentrating on like the Moe and the you know, the very very those those two things you pretty much <laughs> pin down there.
3: Well they do some great stuff with it until we Americans get a hold of it and completely fuck it up. Yes. The video Ghibli did, did is you, a good example. Um, did they you did have this?
1: chance to uh, listen, listen to the episode where,
2: where we were talking about
1: Sailor Moon?
3: No, but I <laughs> if you will tell me which one that is, that one's going on my download list too.
2: <laughs> I think a, we've actually done that topic twice, which each time we're just shocked that we keep going further
0: into it. What's <laughs> that, um, Bukaki Carnival where we did the Bitches is tripping
1: I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that
2: sounds about right, bitches. How
3: on I, I, think I think it up? Coffee Carnival. Okay. I oh. love your titles, by the way. The
1: coffee Carnival.
0: Coffee
3: uh... yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 You guys Nothing. are great Nothing. with it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, Spirited Away was good. Um, there was this other one about a flying kid on a broomstick. Uh, he does
0: delivery service.
3: Yeah great film until they decided to cast Phil Hartman as the cat. <laughs> Love the man as a comedian, but you've got this cute little cat hi Kiki! I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Sounds like my perverted uncle Bob. But no, I, I like Japanese animation. It's beautiful stuff. Uh, I take it you guys since you brought up Sailor Moon and stuff like that. you're big fans of um, animation in general. Yes, yeah. yeah. all right. I've on
0: the show more than once.
3: Well, that gotta ask. I ask this on every Pit show to every guest. Who's your favorite My Little Pony? I think um, my... Big Mac.
2: <laughs>
1: there
3: we go. They named one after a hamburger. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I
1: think I think his name is short for Macintosh, though. Yeah. Since, he, since they're all Apple themed so I I think that's. Right. I I think my favorite is um if if we're talking like the new show and not, not like the original
3: 'cause uh, uh, I'm guessing the new show since the old one was basically a toy commercial. Yeah. Although the original <laughs> the original
1: specials uh-huh. were so fucked up. Like yeah. it was terrifying. Like the first one was terrifying. And it wasn't um you know, it wasn't like girly girly, flowers, sunshine, la la la. No, it was like Horrific hell beasts turning ponies into, into like, hell dragons and, and uh, intimating death. <laughs> but wasn't
3: that, girl. like, every Care Bear movie, too? Yeah, it pretty much Actually, was. that's
1: true, yeah.
3: yeah it's like, here's these cuddly little bears, it's like, demon! Okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first
3: line of defense would be Winnie the Pooh. Go for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I don't really have a pony, but there was um I think it was episode eleven somewhere before someone asked me what my uh if I had a pony Sona and what
1: would it be. And um oh, I remember this.
0: Yes, yes.
1: We even had an episode named after it, didn't we?
0: Yes we did. Wildberry Pie. Yes. Yeah.
3: Oh my god
0: <laughs> Um <laughs> He is like Oh God, I forgot how I how that went because I was just being a total asshole. Um As
1: disturbingly as possible, I believe.
0: <laughs> yes, it went really south really quick. I was just being a total dick because I I don't know, personally just not really into the ponies. It's not my thing. But um He had, like, a giant penis that shot out cream cheese icing,
3: and he was a cake decorator. Oh, so we're back on the Japanese stuff. Um, (laughs) To be honest with you, it's a loaded question. I'm not a huge fan of it either, and just in case there are any bronies that listen to your show, I will say up front, I don't think it's a bad show. It's, It's very well done. I've seen a couple of the episodes. The stories are really well done as well. But... Whenever I see an episode, I have two trains of thought at the same time. One is, this is a really well-done show, and number two, I'm not six years old. I feel like a pervert watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> and why do I want to touch myself? No, sorry. Um, <laughs> my little boner. Um, anyway. <laughs>
1: I, think, I think I had to answer Um because see, I've only seen like most of the first season series of it, and Oh you lucky bastard. Well, you know i I find the show I, I think it's very well done too, and uh, but I just for some reason, I just never get around to it because I don't, I don't watch television anymore because uh, i had, I had to make a choice to uh to either have the cable hook up for the television in my room or the cable hook up for the internet in my room my my studio, yeah, and I have a television in here but I never actually use it for any, like, recreational television watching, and so I never end up watching television. So so I'm, I was glad it was on Netflix so I could actually watch some of it. But um, anyway, I, I think my favorite pony would probably be uh, Pinkie Pie because of the episode uh, Party of One where she kind of goes insane because she thinks that... Uh, she thinks that everybody has stopped liking her, but they're actually planning a surprise party for her. So she kind, of, she kind of snaps and just goes completely insane. It's one of the funniest episodes of anything I've seen in a long time. Wow. But, but I think the one that i most like is probably Rarity. I, I keep getting people telling me I'm like Rarity, and I, someone even gave me a badge that had Rarity on it because I was... His <laughs> <Its laughs> voice... I don't know what it was. I, I think I did something very rarity, they said. And um, later on when I thought about it, I thought, yeah, I guess that is pretty rarity. Because th- there were these, um, I was helping to do something with, like an artist alley at a convention. Uh-huh. And uh, some one of the administrators had, had these horrible, horrible curtains put up that were like shutting off the alley place. And people had to keep going back and forth. Between them, you know, and it was very inconvenient. So I, I took the curtains and just like cast them aside, you know, like Moses parting the Red Sea. As I said, this will not do.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, okay. that was it. <laughs> I don't even know the character that well, and I gotta say, yeah, that's very rarity-like of you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so were the wow. curtains like really body or?
3: They're, no, they were they weren't gaudy as
1: much as uh, well they were gaudy they were gaudy I will I will say that. they were tacky not really gaudy but tacky
3: okay are we actually discussing curtains here guys my penis is shriveling oh Jesus
1: <laughs> it, was, it was more the case that they were
3: extremely inconvenient because
1: the people still had to be going through them but they were really tacky too so I was I was appalled on a, a variety of levels uh,
3: I gotta ask where are you from well. Pretty much everywhere
1: it seems like <laughs> I was I was born in one place and then my father moves all around. He, he had this idea that that you know he would he would you know go up in the world by taking all these ridiculous jobs in, in different places. So, as you know, uh, children are all pretty much bastards. You know, like they will they will find the difference and then they will harp on it and yeah. make. Make you feel like pretty much, yeah. So, I, I started to be a little chameleon, you know, and pick up, pick up little bits everywhere. And, and um, I did some vocal training later on that gave me some more concrete influences. Oh
3: God, are you going to tell me you're from Queens, New York? Now, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually born in the Bronx. Um, <laughs> but, but no, you know, it's like, like like an there, dude. It's like you listen to it; you could say the most poofed a Nathan Lane-ish thing, and it just comes out so elegant. Oh, Lord, cock. Just, um, wow.
0: He has said some, like, wild stuff before. And... I have said some
3: wild stuff before. Damn. I just got to give you credit. like, these curtains are just atrocious. I'm like, okay, that. Is not something I would say, but I enjoy hearing it from <laughs> him. <laughs> you know what's funny is
1: that, um, and I still have kind of a, kind of a thing with this. I cannot stand to hear myself speak usually, and the, the, the podcast has kind of you know I'm kind of come to terms with it, but I don't know. Pretty much before then, and most of the time I cannot stand to hear myself speak. <laughs>
3: I think you do fine. I think all (laughs) three of you do fine. I'm going to rip on you like hell tonight, but that's just what I do. (laughs) We would expect no
0: less. Yeah.
3: Yeah. uh, My reputation, just like my penis, precedes me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But um, before we go off too too far, um, for the listeners who do not know who you are, could you give us like a little um, the whole who you are, what you do, kind of thing?
3: Well, I'm a male. <laughs> if you couldn't tell by the deep voice. Um but no, in all seriousness. I play a couple of characters on the Funday Poppa show. I play Point T Weasel, which is a ferret that's been modified with bright red LEDs. I also play Hubert T. Manatee, who's a kind of an addled um I don't want to say Alzheimer's disease type mentality sea cow, but yeah, yeah oh, I'm just sea cow, just leave me alone. That kind of thing. And um, I've turned that into the Pointcast, which is basically three to five minutes of sketch comedy. I try to put out weekly, but uh, lately has been more like monthly or every couple of months just because I've also taken on the duties of um, helping run a convention, um, also helping to set up Anthracon this year um, along with CuddlePup as far as programming, and um, – Actually, I just mailed it off this morning, my first live CD, which uh, should be being put out by Rabbit Valley in the next couple of weeks.
2: Well, congrats. Wonderful. Yeah.
3: Awesome. So we'll see how it all works. But other than that, I'm, you know, like everybody else, I like to play video games and read a lot, and I touch myself to free porn on the Internet. <laughs> so that's something we can all have in common. Yes, including the
1: women. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh so
1: what's your what's your favorite uh favorite game to play recently?
3: Actually lately and not to keep doing these gratuitous plugs, but uh, <laughs> I'm actually working on my first video point cast, which will be about this game.
4: Oh, very cool.
3: Which yes. I, I swore I would never do a video game review. And
4: <laughs> oh, come on.
3: Everybody and their brother does it. I mean, I grew yeah. up on James Ralph, you know the angry video game nerd, um, people like that. And when you see this video, you'll say the same thing. He's never done one, and this wasn't one either. But it's Bioshock Infinite. I've heard good things about
1: that. Of course, I never played any of the others, so I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if I should jump in. <laughs> well,
3: first off, you can because you don't have to have played the first two. Mm-hmm. I I thought the same thing, but I played the first one, and although it had a kind of a nice vibe to it, they have absolutely nothing in common. Mm-hmm. And the second one, I didn't even bother with, because I'm also, as far as podcasts and stuff like that, I'm a big fan of uh, Ben Yahtzee Croshaw, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. who does Zero Punctuation, yeah. and I agreed with him. The second one was basically, we just want to ring a sequel out of this mess, and it <laughs> I didn't bother, but the third one completely isolated story, completely open-ended world. If you like to run around and explore stuff and just be a complete bastard, which is something I do in my spare time,
0: it, you,
3: you will love this game.
0: It kind of sounds like my experience in uh, Guild Wars Two, running around.
3: Oh, Guild Wars! That's I. I know the game name. Is it, no, I'm I'm thinking of um, Elder Scrolls. I think.
0: Um, it's Skyrim. Yeah, um, it's an MMO that's been put out, and basically people have been calling it Cat Wars recently because of the giant uh, feline race of char, the giant cats who can't jump. <laughs>
3: or, oh God! Everybody is jumping on that bandwagon, <laughs> the furry bandwagon in video games. Um, I keep up with them. I don't buy them. Because, one, I you know, you really think I'd make money off this shit. And, two, um, I just don't have the time. I mean, I had a Wii, and it collected dust for months before I sold it. But there's another Mario game coming out, which I like Mario games because they're reliable, and they, they stick to the same plot. You I, know what you the know big what gimmick tra- is?
0: Uh, the cat suit with the pump, Yeah. Why? J- Japan?
2: Yeah, you know,
4: I, I I think wow.
1: the um the biggest the biggest draw of that is the fact that you can actually play as different as different characters and you can't always play again because like, I loved Super Mario two back in the day. Yes, me the, too. The US Super I I I lived for that game. <laughs> I was so fixated on that game when I got it, and it was it was new. new you know, like you. Of course, when we were younger, you you wouldn't get games, like, all the time. So when you got a game, it was really special. And this game was, like, super extra special to
3: me. Oh, it <laughs> was. I, it I was... remember I rented it. I never could buy it because, you know, parents didn't buy games, but loved that game. Yeah, I would... Well, you know, it was actually the first video game I ever finished. What was that?
1: Super Mario 2. It was the first one I played to the end. Oh.
3: Wow, I'm trying to remember which one was me. <laughs> Super Mario 1.
1: Oh, wow. You know that's one I've never actually finished? Neither have I. I,
3: <laughs> I cheated my ass off. <laughs> the only
2: one, the finished, only one I ever finished on the NES was uh, Kirby's Adventure. And that oh, was, like, easy.
3: Oh, God. Easy. I, I love Kirby's Adventure, but it, it is easy. Even the creator... Um, said, I created this for people who like Mario games but suck at them.
4: That's me. Yeah. <laughs> that
3: That's me, too. I, I just finished a couple of games, like, recently. I, I bought a 3DS. And I just finished both the Mario games, but here's why. The game actually, if you play it and you die enough times on a level, mm-hmm. they basically give you this power-up that says, you fucking suck. Here, finish <laughs> the level and go. I finished the entire game with that thing.
1: <laughs> I like that though. I think that's good because, like, if you're if you're constantly failing at a level, you're obviously not having as much fun as you as you could or should have. So, I, I'm big for games like like SNK uh, started to do that with King of Fighters and and things like that. You know, like if you if you get defeated, you can pick a boost or you can just pick no boost as yeah. you continue. I think that's really good because people when they play games, you know, it's it's okay to to lose a few times, but if you're failing in the same place again and again and again. It's nice to get a little bit
3: of a a helping hand. Yeah, because you're not having fun. Yeah. I
0: I think they started that with Mario Galaxy 2. Um. I don't know. Well, I know there's
2: sort of like the mom mode where the second player basically can hold you all the time. I don't know. They just call it mom mode because it's usually you think some kids playing with his his mom's there, like helping him not fall off a cliff and pick up coins for him and clean up after him. And
3: And they call it mom mode?
2: No, that's just what got dubbed.
3: (laughs) God, can you be any more emasculating than that? (laughs) I, I suck at Gears of War. Play it in Mom mode. Oh my Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, you know, since we're on the subject, since the big news right now is the big new systems, what do you think about all the stuff coming out of E three? Um, well I'm kinda glad that
0: uh Sony totally bitch smacked Microsoft around. Oh yeah.
3: I did I, I gotta give Microsoft credit for Moxie because I, I watched the interview this morning and they're like Oh, you don't want to play with the internet? Well, we make something for you guys called a 360. Stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow! <laughs> yeah. Holy
0: crap. <laughs> Somebody's not a little sore over that. Um, but no, a lot of the games from E3 look really good. Um, I was, uh, showing Ushicho and Talus, you know, screenshots from the 6th gen Pokemon that looks
3: amazing.
1: Yeah, that does look amazing.
2: Yeah, they've added the fairy type now.
3: <laughs> yes, fairy type! <laughs> um,. Oh, fairy type, okay. Nathan yeah. Lane again? I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, oh what are you are doing? You... To that Pokemon? Oh, <laughs> um, no. Um, I don't know. Oh, it's, I... it's
1: Skitty and Wilma. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> you know they can they can produce offspring, right? Yes. What yeah. Nathan Lane or Pokemon? No, <laughs> no. Like like this is one of this is one of the funniest things about uh, about Pokemon is is like. Pokemon of uh, of a, a similar type, the same type, can, yeah. yeah, same group can produce offspring, and so you've got you've got Skitty, which is like the size of a kitten, and uh, Wailmer, which is obviously a whale, but somehow they can produce offspring. And <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, I mean, I'm not sure about the the dynamics of this or how it works out, but yes, apparently Skitty and Wailmer can reproduce together. And uh yeah, I just I'm not sure how I'm not sure
2: how they work these out. Maybe just Wellmer has a really tiny penis.
3: <laughs> you know, one of the beauty things about doing Skype is I can look these things up while you oh that's a skitty. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even trying. It's like
4: <laughs> what
2: the
3: fuck? <laughs> I mean I've seen some goofy Pokemon. I mean there's like one that's just basically it's a lamp.
2: Yeah. Yes. I, I mean quick and all
1: them, yeah. Thank
3: you. I'm like, okay, <laughs> kids are stupid. <laughs> have,
1: have you seen them? We've been obsessed about this for like three weeks now. <laughs> but okay. have you seen the Pokemon fusion thing that they're doing? No, it's so fun. It's so, Steve. You've got to give him the link. Uh,
4: I'm you've, looking
1: it up as we speak. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's absolutely wonderful because you can take it. like two Pokemon and they fuse their sprites. Uh, yeah, if you if you if you want some amusement, uh, put Jinx as the first or the second in any of them. And if you want uh, if you want horror, put Starmie as the first or the second <laughs> in
3: any of them. All right, let's go for that. Okay, you said Jinx, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: Jinx. Jinx is is comedy gold, no matter who you are. <laughs> All
3: right, well let's go with Jinx. And let's see. Ah, my favorite Jigglypuff. I don't know why. <laughs> I love Jigglypuff. That's wonderful. Yeah, Tickly Puff's one of those, you love them, but you'd never want to play as them. It's like, yeah, they're cute, just get him away from me. And um, the second one, uh, Psyduck, I've always wondered about him. Like, I had friends in school that were like that guy. I think we all
1: had a Psyduck friend, you know, like that Psyduck. I, I think that's why just Psyduck's personality kind of communicated with so many people. I think everybody has a friend who's Psyduck. And if you don't, you probably are the Psyduck.
3: Actually, that is probably something that could be words to live... Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> I just... I just... just combined Jinx and Mr. Mime and... Oh, my good Lord in heaven. That... There's a drag queen you wouldn't want to run into. Um, oh, gotta love the Internet. Bringing folks together through perversion.
2: <laughs> it's like some type of nightmare blow up doll thing. Yeah. I'm going to dream
3: about that later, unfortunately. That's the problem. I'll be bringing it to the show this weekend. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, Blitz, here's something for you. Oh,
2: my God. <laughs> uh, Traumatize the poor
1: kid more. <laughs> oh, this is good. We're really getting back into the evil. I feel so, so accomplished. Yep. Evil is beautiful, man.
0: Uh. But, um, there's the two Smash Brother titles coming out.
1: Yeah. Okay, Wait, now
2: I, the there's a Wii Fit Instructor. You
3: yes.
0: <laughs> Yeah, one for the uh, 3DS and one for the Wii U.
3: Oh, my God. Okay, and you They're can play the Wii the... Fit Instructor.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, they brought back Classic Mega Man as one of the new playable characters. Um, and the, and the main character from Animal Crossing, the Villager.
3: Oh, not the raccoon, Mr. Nook? No. <laughs> yeah, the sad thing is, I know these names. Um,
1: I love Animal Crossing. I haven't played it in a long time, though.
3: I... They just put a new one out that everybody's telling me I need to get. New yeah. Animal. Newly. Uh,
2: yeah, it just came out, like, less than weeks ago, like.
3: Okay, uh, uh, I gotta learn not to click on certain links. <laughs> just started playing a commercial in the background for the new Superman boom.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know about that movie.
3: Superman
1: and his amazing package. <laughs> oh, Superman, well, I've, seen it. I've seen it naked seen it. and covered in CGR, CG fire.
3: Well, let's see. Um, the <laughs> first thing it's got going for it is it's not Superman Returns. That's true. I, mean, I kind
0: of like Brendan Ralph.
3: I do like him. I I, I really
1: do like. It. I was really sad oh. that his turn as Superman, you know, like his big <laughs> his big role was just so.
3: Awful.
1: Yeah, it was a, Yeah, it was just not a, a good Well
3: he had a nice turn in um, Scott Pilgrim. Yes he did. Oh yeah, that's right, didn't he? And he also did Dylan Dog. Yeah, he did, which which I think was
1: actually I don't know, like it I think the the reason why some of the people that well, a lot of the people that saw it didn't didn't really take to it was that um In some ways, it changed too much
3: from the comic. And in other ways,
1: it didn't change enough
3: from the comic. (laughs) Well, I think the big problem with that was, for some reason, and it sounded good on paper, they wanted to continue the Christopher Reeve films. Mm -hmm. And it, it was like, it was the comic book fan's idea. Here's the problem with that. Most comic book fan's ideas are shit. Okay.
1: Yeah. Especially, actually, the um the writers they get nowadays. It's very fanboyish in, in oh, terms of, like, community of, of, like, Marvel and DC. It's really, really fanboyish what they do.
3: Well, look what happened to X-Men 3. It uh, you
4: know,
3: <laughs> uh, had so many cameos in it, and... It, oh. All I've got are two words for you, Mr. Freeze, okay? that was that was the fanboy. like, who should play Arnold Schwartz you've seen this man act, have you not? <laughs> I tell you a quick story. Um for my birthday, about ten years ago, or whenever Batman and Robin hit the theater, it was the only Batman film I did not go see in the theater. Somebody thought they'd do me a favor and give me a pre-release copy of it on VHS. Oh, no. And (laughs) I went to a buddy of mine's house, and we sat there, and we watched it. This movie was so bad (laughs) that we sat there dumbfounded, and the only thing that saved our lives was his power went out. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
1: I don't know. I think it's because I've seen a lot of vampires, and and we will have Talish... You you probably don't know the story. No, go for it. But um, one of our one of our guests, uh, a friend of mine who is also a comic author, uh, Caleb Cat, came on the show a couple of weeks ago when Talis was away um, shagging and drinking, and um, <laughs> we we had watched together one Halloween. I'm so sorry, Talis. I'm not. <laughs> You're never sorry. you never so great. <laughs>
2: I spent an entire two weeks listening to people like you. <laughs>
3: Did you tag? Uh, no, I had this work. no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
1: We watched this film called God of Vampires that we tried to and, and we got like an hour in and it was just, it was the worst film. And, and see, I love to watch bad movies. I love to watch bad movies, especially with friends. There's just something about them. There's something addictive. But, um... But oh my god, God of Vampires was just it was so bad that the actual the actually the D V D player refused to play it after a point. And it was it was right after the point where um where they tried to be funny and, and we were just we were appalled because it wasn't funny at all. It was actually really offensive. <laughs> and, oh. and I think it was me that said, That's not that's just not funny <laughs> And and then just like right after that the D V D player was just like, Okay, fuck this I'm done. I'm so done. Goodbye.
3: <laughs> it's like God reaches down and says, "Okay, you've had enough." Because <laughs> um, the power went out right when they introduced Bane. I think they called him in it, but it was mm-hmm. basically this big gorilla thing. So me and my buddy yanked the tape out of the machine, and we drove off, and we handed it to the first little kid we saw walking the side of the street. <laughs> it's like, "Here, want to really piss off your folks? Take this home." <laughs> But, yeah, fanboys, they they suck at things like that. And that's what you got with Superman Returns. Because with Superman Returns, it's like, we're going to continue the original Superman films with Christopher Reeve, but we're going to pretend three and four never happened. Well, first of all, you can't do that. That's like pretending one, two, and three Star Wars didn't happen. <laughs> and God knows I've tried. But the other problem is everybody in the movie was just so Plan. Nobody did anything. Yeah. Yeah, and,
1: and fundamentally, the story behind it made it made everything seem very tawdry and very out of character. Anyway, I mean, it was, it really was very fanboyish in that it it felt like something that was basically fan fiction made into a huge budgeted film. And that's that's my biggest problem with a lot of modern comics like Marvel and DC. A lot yep. of it just has this sort of fan fiction level feel to it, except they've given it the legitimacy of actually publishing it.
3: So. Yep. I agree with that, and they did that with Superman Returns, and that's the thing, look, I, I know the comics, I love the comics, I think Lex Luthor is a great villain, but every time you see him, you've got this super powered alien yeah. that can take over the world, and <laughs> basically he's fighting a guy that's just trying to make a sweet ass land deal. <laughs> he just, I want California, take it. Will that stop you from blowing up the world? Fine, we're done here. Move along. So, yeah, the the new movie, I'll be honest, I've heard enough about it, and I'm, I'm one of those people, if I don't want to go see the movie before it comes out on video, I'll wait for the plot to come out. So I've already read the plot. If you want a movie that actually is going to bring Superman back to the badass that you thought he was, This is probably a good watch.
0: It's General Zod again, isn't it?
3: It is General Zod, and you will definitely see a lot of action, which uh, Superman Returns did not have. You know, speaking of uh, Superman Returns and action, they actually
1: put out a a game, a tie-in game. And since we were talking about video games, I thought I'd... Which which Uh, version? (laughs) Um, Well, I only got the Xbox version. It was, I I forget if it was. Lucky. I don't know. Anyway. It was
3: released for the DS. I got that version. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, they're like, well, we can't have you fight on the DS. You get to play Tetris to control Superman. Oh, I'm Uh, in the movie now. (laughs) Well, what was your experience like with the Xbox?
1: My experience was that, see, the, I have to explain a um, a dynamic of the game, was that, of course, since Superman is pretty much invincible, aside from Kryptonite, uh, you you really don't have, like, a life bar or a health bar or anything like that. So they thought they'd be novel, which was actually a pretty neat idea. I mean, I've seen games that do this very well. Okay. You know, eschewing a health bar in favor of something else like, you know, like... Supporting character health or or survival or whatever. So basically, your health bar is the welfare of Metropolis. And see, that is an okay idea, except the city of Metropolis is so fucking needy, and you can't ignore the problems. So, like, if something something goes pear-shaped, you're fucked. You're completely fucked. So you have to, like... <laughs> basically, Superman has to micromanage every fucking thing in Metropolis. Like, no the flying no. around is great, but he always has to... Like, he'll, he'll be saving some sort of ambulance crews, and it'll be, Oh, fuck, there's a bank robbery, so I've got to do that, too. And it's like, does, does the actual law enforcement in Metropolis not actually do anything because in the game you have to go around you have to save everybody you have to do all this because that that little bar it goes down so quickly that you would think like it's me with a bottle of gin or something I don't know but (laughs) it it was a neat idea but oh my god the city of Metropolis is like the neediest city in the world and of course since it's one of those superhero films they always have this assumption that like there's no other superheroes anywhere in the world so only Superman,
3: and, and he has to do
1: everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, was, it was maddening.
3: It does make you wonder why Superman just doesn't go at some point and just say, fuck it, and, you know, I don't care. So I killed the guy. Big, fat, hairy deal.
1: That's, that's kind of what I ended up doing in the game. I was just like, okay, fuck it. Just sort yourself out. Sort yourself out.
3: I mean, I kind of wonder that about any superhero. I mean, I love superheroes, and I love, like, you know, action heroes and stuff. But it's like Doctor Who. How many times are you going to save the friggin' world and you're going to lose the broad you've got with you and you're going to keep going with this? Why don't you just give up? <laughs> you know, you got a time machine. Go see the birth of Christ. Leave us alone. <laughs> and um, I'm sure if you're a Doctor Who fan, you've heard Matt Smith is now leaving the show.
0: Yeah.
1: I heard about
3: it, but um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if who's is, who's is, uh, he's the
0: he one looks, that looks like the Muppet.
3: Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, he's <laughs> he
1: the dippy. Like, he's the dippy guy. He looks he looks like plastic, but uh, I, I, I wasn't sure though if anybody here like I'm I'm I, I grew up with the the uh, original show and I'm a big Same fan here. of the original show and I pretty much like spit acid at the revival series, but I don't know if anybody else on on this show does anybody else watch the new series? I um, have
2: I've, I've watched whatever it. I can. To be honest. Okay. I like I like all of it, to be honest. Like <gasps> I mean they all have their good points, like to me, like but I haven't got to watch enough of the older stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I mean my favorite episode I still think is the uh British Laughing Day one where you know they have Joanna Lumley as the doctor. Yes,
3: um, oh my god and
2: Rowan Atkinson, but
3: Oh, uh the curse of the fatal death. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Love that one. I think Rowan would have been the perfect Doctor Who.
1: Yeah, well, he was he was wonderful. Joanna was wonderful. I really love... Of course, Talitha and I really love yeah Lumley. We're, we're huge Joanna Lumley
3: fans. And I actually grew up on the original show, too. I liked it, but it was a hard show to follow because, one, every episode is like four hours. <laughs> sure. You know, I, I can't... I don't do stuff I enjoy for four hours. It's like... Okay. I get it. Long corridors, fine. Could we get to the point sometime here? But I did enjoy it and with the new show I enjoy it too. But it it has kind of fallen into a formula. I'm one of those people that when I get into a show, I wait till it all comes out on D V D and I just get it all at one time. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I don't have to you know, coming next week. Fuck you. I'm busy next week. Give me the next episode. You know, he gets laid in this one. I'm skipping ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I usually I usually like to wait until the series is complete. More more these days because there are so many series that I've I've gotten into and I'll start on, and then it'll completely like shit itself and die in the middle. And I'm just I'm just like wow, that's wonderful. I'm so glad I invested my time into this. So, so now I-, I wait until the series is over. <laughs> Or at least, the, you know, the season is over. I wait until I can get to a stopping point, yep. and I can be fulfilled, because I've seen so many series where I've wasted so much time. Yep.
3: Just I'm I'm the same way. I, I hate that <laughs> you, you watch it, and you love the show, and then you're watching it, and it's like, when did this become just a flaming pile of horse shit? <laughs> yeah. You know. X Files usually... did that. I love the X Files, <laughs> and then towards the end, I'm like, okay, we get it. Nobody believes you. The truth is out there. We a fucker already. Let's, let's move you know, on here.
1: It, you know that's that's so refreshing to hear because like, my parents really love the X Files, and at the time at the time of like the first few series, um, you know, of course, I was living I was living at home, I was in school, and. And I really just did not like the fact that every time there was some sort of contrived circumstances to where they couldn't prove anything, and Scully, who was supposed to be, like, the, the reasonable one, always found out these reasons, you know, to try and explain it away, so much so that it seemed like she had some sort of problem after a while. Like, you know, she had she had witnessed all these overtly superhuman you know if not like extraterrestrial alien then alien to the human experience things yep. and and she'd be like oh no it was
3: you know swamp gas
1: yeah like, it is denial
3: to the ump degree it's like scully the alien fucked you no it's that time of the month um yeah i can i can explain that Jenna
1: started fucking believing when she got impregnated with a fucking alien baby.
3: <laughs> Even that one she didn't really believe. It's like, I, it was the government. It's like, trust me, lady, if it was the government, you wouldn't be around to explain it. <laughs> you know, we know what to do with a hooker. It's <laughs> but, yeah, you know, a good example, big show right now that I really like is the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. But... I had to wait until, like, a few seasons hit and just blitzkrieg my way through. It's like, oh, so that's what this is about. Great. <laughs> but now I'm just waiting for the inevitable plummet into shitsville. Yeah. Because I, it's sixth season now, and, you know, at some point it's just going to go downhill.
0: I, I can't really get into Big Bang. I don't know. It's
2: Oh, it's hilarious. I, I mean, I find it quite funny myself. But...
3: I do, too. It, it touches close to home, plus you can watch it and you got to give whoever does the writing credit. They know people will look, so all the geeky references they make are honest. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, Xbox. Okay, I've got Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo Reach. It's like, okay, those are real. Yeah. <laughs> You're not making them up. It's not like when somebody shouts at the screen, his number is five 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 one two one two. You know, at least they're trying to keep it realistic. But, yeah, X-File, big thing. My roommate from some time ago was into it. He got me into it, and I started watching it, and I'm like, okay, this is the same shit now every goddamn week. I'm sick of this. (laughs) Let's move on. So I get what you're saying. Doctor Who did it the same way, because I hated the new guy. I really did. I was a big David Tennant fan, because, well, he was cute, but that's just me. But um. (laughs) They got rid of him, and they brought in this other guy. So I just watched all the episodes with him. Now I like him. And then last week, well, he's leaving. Oh, fuck me. (laughs) Now i got to learn to hate the other guy till he leaves. Thanks a lot, assholes. Just... But that's just the way TV is. Movies are the same way. I, I, it's rare that I get into them. And you mentioned the superhero thing. Is there any superhero movie that's come out that you like recently? Like everybody's real big into the Avengers and stuff.
0: Um, it, this wasn't a movie, but it was a TV series. The Flash okay. with Mark Hamill is.
3: Oh God, i was a huge fan of it. John Wesley Shipp as the Flash. Yeah.
1: Yes, oh yes, I I rewatched. Uh, some of that a couple of
3: years ago. I actually got the DVD set. Um, so, so do I. I.
1: Yep. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: the suit was to die for. It's like yes. you finally got it right.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, but there was also this thing I saw on the internet. It was for the Justice League. It was a pilot for the Justice League Oh,
3: God. Show. David Ogden Stiers is the Martian Manhunter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, Winchester. Just what we needed. <laughs> 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 and they actually went a step back because... If you've watched the show, obviously, you know, I'm a huge fan of Green Lantern. Yeah. I'm like, could you have fucked the character up any worse than this? <laughs> Besides the movie two years ago. Just because, God, that was bad. But the, c- the show you're yeah. talking about, Justice League, oh, but God, the pilot was horrible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this wasn't, like, animated. It was, I'm talking about the live-action pilot. Yeah, it was
3: live-action. Okay. Yeah. 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 I know he is. <laughs> they actually got the guy who played the cryptic... Keeper to do the atom.
0: Yeah, Johnny Kassir.
3: <laughs> yeah, Ray Kassir, I think.
0: Ray Kassir? Oh.
3: Yeah, it was horrible. And the big villain that flummoxes everybody is the Weather Wizard. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> it does make me wonder: Is anybody here hyped about the new show coming out, Shield?
1: Oh
0: no. Nah, mm, uh, first time I've heard of it. I don't. Really it, have.
3: It's based on the Avengers. If you watch the trailer, you kind of get the idea behind it. It's basically, you, you saw Nick Fury, you know, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Yep. His, his team basically now has a TV show, and they brought back Coulson.
0: Oh. Well, wasn't there a Nick Fury TV show with David Hasselhoff?
3: Oh, God. <laughs> Why you did you, know you, have you have to bring that up? You have to dig up all my childhood memories and shit on them. Um <laughs> Here's one for you. Robin Williams made Popeye. Um,
0: Yeah, uh, actually, I just watched it the other day. Um, Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) You know, I forgot it was a musical. I really did.
3: (laughs) You know, I do model my career as a comedian after Robin Williams, though. It's like, when I do finally make it big, I want to try to resurrect a comic book character that nobody gives a shit about anymore.
0: (laughs) Oh, see, I thought you were going to go, like, star in a remake of Mork and Mindy.
3: Oh, God, no. I'll probably just do something like The X-Files but make it funny. Hey, Pam Dober is still hot. Oh, God, yes. And um, I think I'll end it with fucking my nanny and then having to get a divorce and let CBS harp.
4: <laughs>
3: but, yeah, it, it, God, Popeye was just so slow. <laughs> it was one of those things that came on HBO, I'm like... Is this movie still playing?
4: <laughs>
3: you know, he hasn't punched anything. He's just walking around with these big foam arms. What the fuck? <laughs> I think that was, oh, yes.
0: But you have to admit, Shelley oh. Duvall ma- did make a good olive oil.
3: Well, yeah, they had to find the one actress in Hollywood with no tits. That's her. <laughs> uh, Popeye's always been a mystery to me anyway. It's like, okay, he's a sailor. That is, okay, not the stereotype, but sailors are pretty much known for fucking anything that moves, right? So, the only thing he can come up with is this woman? Well,
1: you know, there, there are several episodes, and I didn't notice this until I watched it again as an adult, but uh-huh. when I was watching some of the cartoons, there was like this one episode, especially, and I wish I could remember the title of it, but it's basically uh, Popeye and Bluto... Do everything short of actual penetration, it seems like. Like, they ended it with, with spanking, which was probably the mildest thing, and yet the most outright overt thing that they did in it. And I was just sitting there with my mouth wide open, not for any, um, prurient reasons, but because I was shocked, but, yeah. <laughs> but like, it was actually really surprised
3: because <laughs> I didn't notice any of this as a child <laughs> it's a frightening concept <laughs> half the stuff in those old cartoons you don't notice till you get older and they won't let you watch them anymore yes! <laughs> like Looney tunes you, you thought it was all cute and then you listen back and the wolf that's howling at Elmer Fudd the transvestite <laughs> is actually howling how old is she And you go back, and that's that's actually why you don't see them on television anymore, is yeah. because they went back and they looked at us like the bartender standing in front of the nude picture. You might as well move on. I ain't moving. Uh, <laughs> then you realize this was not for you. <laughs>
4: well, there, was, um,
0: there was a scene in The Rescuers with the naked woman in the window when they were flying
3: by. Rescuers. Wasn't that the thing with the two mice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't remember that part because I was too busy thinking about fucking the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> if I need to, you know, set my alignment anywhere, there you go. But <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Though I actually never saw The
3: Rescuers.
0: <laughs> yeah, the first one was better than the one they released in the early 90s where they went to Australia.
3: Oh, yeah, that, that's usually a good sign. <laughs> that's usually a good sign that your movie series has gone down the crapper is... Brady Bunch goes Hawaiian, the rescuers go down under, it's, uh, Paul Hogan comes to America.
2: (laughs) any of you guys actually remember the 1980s Popeye cartoon, Popeye and Son? Yes. Oh,
3: (laughs) God.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and, like, he has, like, a teenage son, and it's, like, all, you know, 80s.
3: Oh, and even better with the way they tried to explain him away for the new generation. Yes. Yes. That was back when every show had to have the moral ending, like G.I. Joe, so then they had him, it's like, well, you smoke a pipe? Well, I just tuned on it, you big pussy. I hope you get a face full of hot ash, you stupid bastard. What the hell?
1: You know, um, you know, if knowing is half the battle, then the other half must be kicking ass, because that's the only other thing that they did on that show.
3: Well, yeah, nobody got laid on it. It's like... <laughs> Here you got these military men and women together. It's like, you do notice she's got tits. No, I just thought she was good with a crossbow.
1: Well, I mean, look at Shipwreck. Oh,
3: God, oh. try not to.
1: And and Tim um, Sam Holt, and...
3: No
0: job? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Need, need we go on? <laughs> need oh, we go on? Although you did name my problem <laughs> with that show. It's like, I would watch the show, and I'd want to enjoy it, but it's like, you always focused on the lame characters. <laughs> shipwreck got more airtime than scotty pippen on that fucking show it's like he's a goddamn sailor he doesn't have anything special except a fucking parrot
2: and the best and part that, is they meet him in a desert where there is no water
3: yeah or, or snow job is like let's send him out to the pyramids you do realize he's all white correct <laughs> What a horrible fucking show! I and the Transformers, same thing. You got all these cool robots. Who are we going to focus on? The Volkswagen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did like um, Tomax and Damon there, the Crimson Twins. I thought they were a lot of fun. Of course, oh, they were cool. They were obviously like an, an incestuous gay couple. <laughs> so, so maybe that's why they didn't get enough screen time. They were actually going to really play up their part if uh, if it had continued with the same company. <laughs>
3: Yeah, they're kind of like the incestuous relationship you've seen between Team Rocket on the Pokemon show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesse? No, 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 no. Um, (laughs) Yeah, cartoons back then were just so fucked up.
1: And even the
3: live-action shows, everything Sid and Marty Croft did is like, Uh, no, we can do drugs. Really? (laughs) The Muggaloos. (laughs) Oh, Lidsville.
0: Yeah.
3: Talking Hats
1: just just drop before you do before you watch any of those shows and it will it will probably take you into new levels of enlightenment mm-hmm. and horror
3: <laughs> yeah it's like you're getting a list stars like jim neighbors and the big villain on lidsville is charles nelson riley okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> god well, what about hanna barbera and um the banana splits
3: oh hanna barbera and everything was trash <laughs> I mean, I hated hated every single fucking show Hanna-Barbera ever did. It's like, first of all, every character's got a collar or a kerchief or something because you just don't want to animate the neck. The head's just going to (laughs) turn. Second of all, it's like, does everybody have to have a goddamn animal sidekick or a ghost or whatever? And third, okay, Scooby-Doo barely worked once. (laughs) Do we well, have we to keep remaking it all the time with different characters? I am I am least, mean like Vincent uh, Price or uh Well, well Vincent Price the if you've got special. the uh not just Scooby Doo but it's like Scooby works, so what else can we do? Let's do the clue chasers or whatever they're called, the clue Klug club with Actually, two dogs.
1: Was that um was, I think that may not have been Hannah Barbera though? Because I... I know, th- I know there was one of them that was really pretty notable. I want to say it was Clue Club that wasn't Hanna Barbera but was trying to like ride that train. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean you're you're extremely right because you know they had Jabba Jaw and. Uh... <laughs> oh
3: yeah, that's gonna work out. It's like Mr. Shark, he's your buddy. Um... <laughs>
0: And he sounds like Curly, so, you know.
3: Everything sounded like Curly. He was just the most <laughs> imitated voice they could come up with. Even the women were like, Woo woo, woo. okay, fine, got it. And, and some of the shit. And then when they had to do the ethnic shows, and I'm I'm sorry, I, I, I'm i fine with that. Rickety Rocket, okay. They're kids in space, but everything came from a junkyard. Boy, we're not setting the bar low. <laughs>
0: What or speed the, buggy. Uh, what about oh. the Chan Clan?
3: Oh God, that that set evolution back a few years.
0: <laughs>
3: it's like okay, speed buggy. He's Chinese and he apparently fucks like a fiend.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh,
3: it's like oh good God. Well, who else did they take shots at? Mr. T. Yeah. Hanna Barber Gary Coleman had a show.
0: Um, Markiplier oh, I found Ruben. out had an animated show. Oh, I wish
3: all I could have showed Ameri- Shirley joined yeah. the army. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: wish I could find which one I because I know that a few years ago, for some reason I was reading on these and one of them one of them that I remembered so prominently was not hanna Barbera, but it seemed like it was. But yeah, Clue Club and and speaking. Actually Huggie, Clue Club uh, was Hanna Barbera. Yeah, Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, I looked it up just now, too. So, I can't... I, that's going to bother me, though. I, I know one of them wasn't... I mean, I know who you're thinking of. You're thinking of Filmation. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking there was another one that was a lot... Like, Like it seemed like it should have been a Hanna-Barbera one, and it and it followed just that same... Those.
3: I'll look it up real quick. <laughs> uh,
0: filmation. Sometimes their stuff was okay, and sometimes it wasn't. They did
1: some good stuff,
3: but The Tom and Jerry
0: cartoons, for example, that they put out. Those were pretty bad.
3: (laughs) They did a few good shows. Uh, They were the original Ghostbusters. This was a a subject we covered on the Pawpets show because nobody believed it. It's like, I'm a huge Ghostbuster fan. I love the real Ghostbuster cartoon. Mm Mm-hmm. It's stuff like that, and they're like, Oh well that show was a bunch of assholes. Why'd they have to call them the real Ghostbusters? Well, because Filmation put out this piece of shit with a talking gorilla and the guys from F Troop. So they had to make sure nobody confused one group of fantasy chasing morons with another.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually that was uh, I believe that was based on a live action series that it was, was yeah,
3: before that. Yeah, it was um the two guys from F Troop and a guy in a gorilla suit. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it was the stuff of nightmares.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because
3: I remember it's like, okay, you can tell just looking at these guys, they are way past their prime. <laughs> and I'm surprised Larry Storch is still alive. Is he? Oh, God, yes. He's like 90. Wow. I, I, for some
1: reason, I, f- I thought that I'd. I thought that he had passed away, but I guess I guess he didn't.
3: Are you sure it was thought or hope? No, 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 no. I mean, not to be mean, but besides F. Troop at Ghostbusters, the guy's biggest claim to fame was Mr. Whoopee on Tennessee Tuxedo. <laughs> T- so, this is not what I want on my tombstone. Thank you.
4: Out of Tennessee Tuxedo, never.
3: And... <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to be dredging up these old memories.
1: You know who is who's my favorite in, in Popeye, and who didn't get enough appearances, probably because most of his most of his stories were too mature?
3: <laughs> I'm scared now. Poop <laughs> Deck Pappy. Well, with a name like that, he sounds like a porn star. No. You're going to, you know, poop Deck Pappy takes it up the ass. It's like, no. that was pretty descriptive for the time. It's, it's Popeye's father.
1: And and like he's he's kind of insane. Like he he's kind of I, I don't know if he's got like delirium or if he's senile or whatever. He seems to be sort of together, but then sometimes he just sort of you know maybe it maybe it was like a put on for Popeye because he would go out like he would sneak out at night and go to the bar and get drunk and like pick fights with people <laughs> and it was funny. And, and it was like, oh, gosh, you know, mommy, you're home, you, you can't be doing this at your age.
3: Uh, you're embarrassing me, <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> and it's like, I think that was just the mentality back then with old people, because it was like that on Betty Boop. It's like, okay, when you get to a certain age, it's okay to tie them to a chair and leave them at home, apparently. Because Popeye did that a lot. It's for your own good, Pappy. It's like bondage? Okay. <laughs> Didn't need that, but thanks. Um, yeah, Filmation, I'm looking through all their stuff. Um, they did a lot of horrible shows. They really did. But most of their stuff was just based on stuff that was popular, and they tried to turn it into a cartoon with animals because they did, like, um, Mush, which was a rip off on M.A.S.H.
0: Uh, did they do um, the Brady Kids cartoon? Or no, I know they did the Star Trek one.
3: They did Star Trek. They did He-Man, which is what they're best known for. Um, they did the Groovy Ghoulies, which I hate with a passion. <laughs> they did um, She-Ra, Brave Star. Um, they did Frady Cat, which I remember was really horrible.
0: Did they do the Drak Pack or was that um, Hanna-Barbera? I think Drak Pack was Hanna-Barbera.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I want to say it was.
3: Now I'm looking it up, too. <laughs> Drak Pack was um, animated. Yeah, well, no shit. Nobody would call a live-action show. It's Dragon Hanna-Barbera. Hat. It's Hanna-Barbera. It was Australian Hanna-Barbera, which I guess helped it. I'm looking at it like, oh, that is 70s. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the, I you're, you're talking about like the – what people used to call the golden age of television with cartoons that uh, Cartoon Network started running, but it was shows like Goldie Gold and Action Jack <laughs> and um, a kid that turned into a car.
4: Team.
1: Yes, that one.
4: <laughs> you know. I remember
3: that. And I
1: remember, like, thinking kind of, um, you know, I, I always overthought things when, when I was young. I guess I was a precocious child or something. I don't know. But, um, I always thought, like, what corresponded to what on his body when he <laughs> turned into this car. And I was thinking, this must be horrifying. Like, it was my first real experience with, like, Cronenberg body horror.
4: (laughs) I just took it to the level.
1: When the fly came out and stuff? Well, I mean, no, I mean, like, Turbo turbo Team. (laughs) That was my first experience with that kind of body horror. Because I I actually overthought it to the point where I was thinking, this is a horrifying experience for him. He doesn't really have control of his own body. He's, he's just witnessing his body transform into something it was never supposed to be. You know, it was, it was sort of like Kafkaesque horror of... of
0: Don't you think of that's a little highbrow for this show, Kafka?
1: Well, you know... we did. We, did people look him up. <laughs> we did do the episode called This Is My Butt that was
3: all around Shakespeare. Yeah, I heard that one. (laughs) I heard that one. That's got to be one of my faves right there. It's like, this is my – you know the title's what got me. This (laughs) this is my butt. It's like, all right, that's saying yes. Um, But, no, I get exactly what you mean. Um, I just – Turbo Teen to me was just creepy because I had actually – I think it was Cronenberg, too. I had just finished watching not only The Fly, the remake, but also American Werewolf in London. Uh-huh. Uh, and at the same time, there was another show that featured werewolves called Fang Face, which was like a polar opposite.
0: Isn't that where they showed him the picture of the moon and he transformed? And yeah. The, the sun was, yeah.
3: Yeah, and then they also had to bring in the uh, baby that turned into a baby werewolf, and, you know, every single cartoon crime that had ever been committed was done on these shows.
0: The scrap <laughs> Syndrome.
3: Oh, God. And I'm trying to remember, the worst cartoon that ever was came out about the same time, at least my candidate, (laughs) was when they were trying to turn every toy into a TV show, and they came up with Rubik the Amazing Cube. Oh, Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not only the voice, but they had this one episode that still sticks in my mind, which here was the problem. My dad drank a lot. And he controlled the television, so we were kind of stuck with this. He'd he'd start drinking at 10, and, you know, he'd leave it on one channel, and this is what we were stuck with. So for some reason, he got into this show. (laughs) And they had this one show where they kind of tried to explain the origin of this cube with an elf face. And they basically had where he was owned or he had escaped from a guy that ran a spooky carnival. And he was like telling the cube, and I'm a kid watching this. Okay, <laughs> this, this may have started me on my path to what I am today. He's talking to the cube. Do you want the punishment? And The cube starts begging for mercy. So I'm like, what the hell do you do to a fucking cube? Take it apart with a screwdriver like I did as a kid. I'm like, you people are just fucking nuts. But that's where I learned my hatred for Scooby-Doo. I, I I really hope that when they finally make the last episode, it's basically them having him, you know, put down. And that's
2: horrible. <laughs> Scooby-Doo got rabies.
3: That's yeah, it's horrible. like oh no, no. gas chamber. <laughs> oh, no,
1: that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs>
3: I robbed you, Raggy. Die. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I hated that fucking dog. I mean... I think think my
1: biggest problem with the series wasn't so much... See, I think think the original Mystery Machine, the the original crew, you know, worked pretty well together. But in the other series, as as they went along, they just cut out so many of the cast... Like they they would they would just do like Shaggy and Scooby, or and and they would add new people. That was fine and everything, but like I'm glad at least recently when they've decided to bring back the Scooby Gang, that they've actually brought back the entire Scooby Gang and not just like two of them. Because even when I was a kid and I would watch these, I would be like, where the hell's Velma? You know, <laughs> I always like Velma, <laughs> munching always... carpet
3: somewhere. I'm sure probably probably.
2: <laughs> Sisuke, this is what we were talking about. I was
0: gonna say, yeah, this is exactly what we were.
3: We were talking, talking
2: about this is like who would, who would each of us be in the in the if we were in the <laughs> Scooby Gang. And we said who to show would be Thelma, Thelma.
3: Damn.
2: Damn.
3: I, I yeah, I'm looking up the iterations of Scooby Doo. It's like that that great Dane got raped by hanna Barbera more than any other character. Oh, yeah. Because everybody, they could say, well, we need to bring Scooby back. Uh, put him with Vincent Price.
0: Funny <laughs> and Cher, the three Stooges.
3: Oh, doc. Jesus Christ, the movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like he meets Dick Van Dyke. It's like, who gives a shit about Dick Van Dyke? He meets Boy. Jerry Reed. Um, <laughs> most kids don't even know who Jerry Reed is.
2: They air those every weekend on Teletoon Retro. (laughs) (laughs) I am so sorry. I've learned so much. It's like, oh, my God. I was like, who the hell is that? It was the Sonny and Cher one. I'm like, who the hell? Because I come in halfway through. I'm like, who the hell are they supposed to be? Because I couldn't understand who's – I was having a hard time understanding who Sonny was because it just didn't look like him in real life. (laughs) It didn't match him very well. Like, or then they had him with. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of the guy from Three's Company. <laughs> oh, Don, God, not. Don Knotts. Don Knotts, because he did like so two cool. or three episodes with them. Like... And you know
3: the sad part? That's a perfect example of what's wrong with this country. Thank you, <laughs> Don <laughs> Knotts, one of <laughs> the greatest slapstick Disney comedians that ever lived. Coming up, he's remembered as being the idiot from Three's Company.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: you know, um, was, little fun talking,
0: fact. I that,
1: he was talking about John Richard. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, fun fact: Don Knox is actually from where my hometown, and they're planning on building a gold statue of him.
3: <laughs> With what well, I... bullet? I'm assuming.
1: <laughs> no. Ho- hopefully, it's not going to be a,
3: a <laughs> Greek nude.
1: Oh God! No. no, no. <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's what you want somebody to draw. Porn of Rule 34 dot-not. You know,
1: I I bet it it exists somewhere. It it
3: exists for everything.
1: (laughs) It's got to exist. It's probably like him slashed with Andy Griffiths. Uh, (laughs) Oh, oh, God. Bonus points if it's in the uh, Matlock era.
3: Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) It's like TJ Hooker all over again. (laughs) Hooker's a good cop. Oh, of course. It, Shatner would never play a bad guy. <laughs> Good lord though. I mean, yeah, Scooby Doo. That was Scooby Doo was like a the Brady Bunch to me. It was one of those shows <laughs> they they made shitloads of episodes and everybody knew what it was, but nobody ever admitted to liking it. It's like the Brady Bunch. Uh, I remember it. Never could stand it, but I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I made three seasons. <laughs>
1: I think the funniest yeah. part of, of, like, the Brady Bunch is finding out that they were all pretty much fucking everybody else behind the scenes, and, like, it was, it was very tawdry and... <laughs> yeah.
3: it, it's just like the Partridge family. The only <laughs> guy anybody knows in that show now is the biggest prick, Danny Bonaducci. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I remember watching this show about, like, where the actor's now, and it had the little girl that played Cindy... On it, And she was saying, I want to get off the show before they did the episode of Cindy Gets Her Period. <laughs> I, she's like, I do not want to go through this on this show.
3: Well, if you watch any of the biographies from those <laughs> old shows, everybody involved always says the same thing. I hated that goddamn show.
4: Yeah.
3: You, you Look at Gilligan's Island. If there was ever a group of people that hated each other's guts, yeah. it was like, You know, Gilligan always talks about the woman that played Ginger and the only memory he seemed to have of her. It's like, yeah, the dressing room next to her, and she brought home somebody, and she put his head right through the headboard. It's like, (laughs) damn there, little buddy. Just fuck. (laughs) But, yeah, they hated each other. It's like the the old lady said, well, I just want a free trip to Hawaii. Then my mother was in the hospital, and I got a phone call and started crying. And my husband came over and was like, What happened? Your mother died? No, they made the fucking show into a goddamn season three! (laughs) 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 She was like, I thought it was just not gonna ever go anywhere. So, oh my god, I'm just gonna be known for this piece of shit! (laughs)
1: Um, I think if they had actually gotten royalties. (laughs) They, it would have been very different. But, of course, back in those days, uh, th- I, th- I think Gilgans Island was one of the things that was cited when they were working for, um, for like, residual and royalty reform. Because at the time, I don't think any of them were getting royalty. So they had to do a lot of just crap that was way beneath them, such as, um, oh, what what's his, what's his name? Um, the man that played Destin uh, Howell.
3: Oh, uh Jim Bagus.
1: Dimbajers, yes. Uh, I, I kept wanting to call him Mr. Magoo because that's a, you know that's one of his big roles. So. But um, yeah, he was in uh, Angels Revenge, which was, if you've seen Mystery Science Theater, you've probably seen it. It's it's an absolutely atrocious film, but it's it's so funny. But uh, yeah, his his last role was this really embarrassing stereotype in an exploitation film. So.
3: Yeah, and I think his last role after that was he did one cameo for one of the god-awful Gilligan's Island movie. I think Harlem Globetrotters visit Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> and they had him at the end of it because he was just so stricken with whatever disease it was yeah. that finally killed him. He kind of showed up at the end of it like um, Mr. Grace on Are You Being Served? You're all
2: doing very well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that show. We've oh, talked on Dude. end on here.
3: I do, too. I love the show. Mr. Humphreys, the guy that played him, was just magnificent. But, yeah, you're right. Back then, a lot of those people didn't get paid for doing those shows. Uh, Even Star Trek, one of the big reasons that it took so long to get it into the movie theaters, Nimoy refused to do it because, like, you guys have my face in Britain as a Heineken ad, and I'm not even getting paid for it. Mm -hmm. You know, get me a lawyer or I'll never do this film again.
0: Um, Did you see that ad with Leonard Nimoy and the gentleman who currently plays Spock for those new
3: films? Oh, where they were doing the golf thing and they were racing? Yeah, I like Leonard. Leonard has learned not to take himself seriously now.
0: (laughs) I just love the uh, commercial just because he started to sing the Bilbo Baggins song. (laughs) I do.
3: You're going there. (laughs) Because I was sitting there, too, It's like... He's not doing the fucking hot Oh, (laughs) Jesus. You can tell he's old and just doesn't care anymore. He's like Shatner. Although Shatner is the biggest whore you could ever... He did a heavy metal album that nobody listened to.
0: Okay, that's Um, news to me. What?
3: Oh, it came out last year. He did it with producer and guitar player Zach Wild. And it was basically Shatner Sings Heavy Metal Hits. Uh, Let me find it real quick.
0: Oh, my God. Does he sing like...
3: He sings exactly like he did Mr. Tambourine Man. (laughs) Oh, my God, no. (laughs) But he actually sings some of your favorite classics, and he does Iron Man. Uh... And if you thought he sounded bad just speaking the lyrics, wait till they mix him with that vocoder doing Iron Man. And he does um, Major Tom.
0: Oh my. oh, my God.
3: Yeah, here we go. William Shatner is Iron Man.
0: Oh, I just found it on
2: Oh, I have heard of
0: that then. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so, yeah. The yeah, whole album right. was horrible. And he was actually talking about how he was, like, um, you know, trying to be taken seriously. Here it is. He did... Walking on the Moon, by the police, he did Space Oddity, he did Pink Floyd's Learning to Fly. Like, that wasn't just a song people talked through to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's pretty bad. But, yeah, I do love the new Leonard Des Moines commercial with that. He does know how to be a whore.
1: <laughs> well, I figure we can all follow
3: Elvira's advice here. If you got them, why not make money with them? <laughs> I agree with her on that, and she had I him. do, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, she really has.
3: She had them. Oh, yeah, the name of the album, by the way, Searching for Major Tom.
0: Oh, dear. Uh, you can
3: actually buy this.
0: <laughs> why actually buy when you can find it on YouTube? Here we go.
3: Yeah, I would hate to. Oh, thank you. I, I Trust <laughs> me, I'm not clicking that link. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. He did, um... Space Cowboy, Space Truckin', Rocket Man, She Blinded Me With Science, Spirit in the Sky, Bohemian Rhapsody. No. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, Mr. Spaceman, Twilight Zone, and Planet Earth from Duran Duran.
0: Uh, it's pretty bad. You know, he directed two like, uh, sci- like alien kind of movies here recently.
3: Who, Shattered?
0: Yeah. I, they were like In the last, like, five or so years.
3: Trying to remember what he did, because I know most of what he does. William Shatner is kind of like the Stan Lee of acting. (laughs) (laughs) I like that
2: analogy. (laughs) That is a good analogy.
3: Well, he's a whore. I mean, just to change subjects real quick, Stan Lee has finally done something everybody's been waiting for. Let me find (laughs) it. I just got to tell you like it is. To be honest, this is why you asked me on here to keep you guys, you know, up with what's real out there. Um, you can now buy Stan Lee the fragrance. No. It smells like booze and cigarettes? Uh, says it smells like bergamot, ginger, white pepper, Basil and violet, and features layers of cedar and musk, which is what I think about when I think about Stanley.
1: Yeah, now, this this doesn't sound like Stanley because I had an I actually was like less than five feet away from him. That's okay, <laughs> so not what he smells like.
3: <laughs> no, he he smells like death is what he smells like. That's and, horrible. <laughs> well, he does. I ran into him at. Um, at, um, what was the big comic con here? Dragon Con. They they had him, and they had a big tent for him, and you saw this little hobbling, elf-looking guy just sitting there, I'll sign your comics. I don't care, DC, it's fine. <laughs> just put it in front of me and put a pin in my hand. I'll do it. And, spider
0: pig? Sure, why not? <laughs>
2: oh,
3: God, yeah. Peter Porker, the amazing spider ham. I remember that one. Uh, Actually,
0: no. um, in one of the most recent Spider-Man games, Peter Porker did show up at the end.
3: <laughs> well, of course, because they're running on fumes at this point.
2: And they've worked it into one of the new uh, was it ultimate spider the current Spider-Man series on TV. They've actually done an episode where he does become Spider Pig.
1: Yeah, Loki Loki spikes his, his wiener and
2: uh, pretty much yeah that's yeah. ex- that's uh, yeah Loki spikes his
1: wiener he turns into a pig.
3: Yeah, that would do it for me, too. <laughs> but, yeah, Stan, William Shatner and Stan Lee, they're, they're the biggest hucksters on the planet. I mean, Shatner, the last few years, he was making movies like William Shatner Takes Over a Small Town and uh, <laughs> Why You Owe William Shatner for All the Great Things in Life. He actually made these movies. Uh-huh. You know, though, I, I think I mentioned in one of the other
1: episodes, it, it sort of does seem to me like, a, like a tremendous success in a way, if you can just sort of like Adam West, if you can, if you can really be successful just being yourself, or even just being like a caricature of yourself.
3: <laughs> that just you seems know, like the sad part, though, is. I think Adam West has more class than William Shatner. That's saying a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you look at Adam, and I've met Adam. He was at the same con. And you can tell just by talking to him, he doesn't take this shit seriously. Yeah,
4: yeah.
3: But Stan Lee or William Shatner, they're dead serious. (laughs) It's like, I believe every word that comes out of my rancid pie hole. But
4: you do. It's just... (laughs)
3: No so wonder you know Scotty hated your guts. Just wow.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
3: Adam and Adam's a good example too because if you see the biography about them, they said the same thing. Burt War is like that show ruined my career. <laughs> what career?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're known as um basically a little troll looking guy that does effects <laughs> now. It's like nobody remembers you from wearing the tights there, Bert. <laughs> I do, because he wasn't wearing underwear beneath him. Oh, he mentioned that. Yeah. He, he <laughs> said he chafed like a mother when he tried to run in those things, so he had to go commando a lot.
1: Yes. Yeah, and I noticed, I was watching uh, the 60s series in in the last couple of years uh, with Vendipon, the mm-hmm. and they were I think it was one of the Catwoman episodes I first noticed it, but he was, like, tied to this this thing on a rooftop with a giant magnifying glass.
3: Oh, God. And
1: um, and he was struggling, of course, so he was sort of bowed out, you know, like he was arching his back and just sort of almost thrusting. It was, it was actually rather... <laughs> it was much more suggestive than it was meant to be, especially because I noticed at that moment, hey... Robin's not wearing anything underneath those green shorts, <laughs> and I pointed it out to uh, Sitsumi, He's been on the show. Yeah. I pointed it out to Sitsumi. and it was like, "Wow, he really isn't, is he?" <laughs>
3: well, you do realize that, you know, just to give you a little bit of a correlation, this is the same guy that on this show they had him eaten by a giant clam.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I still think the one, the ones, with the Riddler where they sort of did this fake thing where this girl was impersonating Rob, and they've got, you know, Bert, <laughs> or just standing there with his hand on his hip in like, very feminine pose with a woman's <laughs> voice coming out of it. I'm like, <laughs> yep, no one's ever going to forget this. <laughs>
1: nah, that, that was
3: a career stopper
1: <laughs> yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, pretty much. Poor Bert. Bert. I l- I did love him as wrong I think he was just the definitive Robin. I love that I show. I still
2: think the villains made that show though.
1: They really did. Well, they had they really had some of the best character actors of their time on that show. And mm-hmm. uh, although I will say that two of the two of the villains, especially, always unsettled me, and even unsettled me now. Like I've rewatched those episodes recently, okay. and they still disturbed the shit out of me. All right. But but like uh, Mister Zero, Mister Freeze. And uh, the fucking Mad Hatter. Every fucking Mad Hatter episode on the 60s Batman series is so <laughs> fucking terrifying.
3: <laughs> it scared me
1: as a child. It scares me as an adult. The Mad Hatter is fucking terrifying.
3: I still well, like. They the were head. just such evil bastards. <laughs> <laughs> you still like Egghead?
2: Oh my god, it was just so oh cheesy. God, oh it just oh,
3: oh, Vincent. Totally yeah. been surprised like, only Like all
2: it, those egg puns could, like, yeah. you were just saying that had the bad wig job, you know, to yeah. make it look like you had a shaved head, but every now and then you would see it. And,
3: <laughs> and um, of course, I had to pull up an entire list of all the villains. Um, yeah, I remember they had this, like, two-part episode that I never could understand. They had this old broad on it, Tallulah Bankhead.
1: I loved Tallulah Bankhead. Oh, I loved it when she, she was yes. the Black Widow. Yes, the Black Widow, and... <laughs> It was that episode, are you talking about the one where she teams up with her kid? Yep, that was the one. (laughs) They were crazy. Yes, it was two crazy, wonderful actors. Basically eating up the scenery between them, and it was it was sort of like this contest to see if Tallulah or Vincent could eat up more scenery. And it was just wonderful that that dynamic just blew me away.
3: I was just like, this is so fucking crazy, but I love it. <laughs> I, I think Vincent basically won that one though, because <laughs> yes. if anybody knew how to be a ham, it was Vincent. Oh yes, I but was. yeah, they, I forgot about him. They had Milton Berle on this thing as a villain. Louis the Lilac. I'm like, oh, oh God, yeah. yeah, you're not even trying, are you?
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>.
3: <laughs> what a horrible show.
4: <laughs>
3: I loved it.
1: <laughs> I have to say, I can, I confess, I love it. Well, I love the. I'm, I'm a big uh, enthusiast and student of, you know, the, especially the art history of like the 60s and the 20s, above all, because those are my, my two of my favorites. But. Uh, the artistry in the Batman, the 60s series of Batman, really just blows me away. A lot of the set design and the costume design, especially. Did you know that the. Um, have you seen that Batman Triple X parody? Oh, God. They, yeah, actually, God. Yeah, they actually got the same costume designer from the 60s show to do. Wait, is
0: that the one where she's bouncing on the ball up and down, up and down, up and down, or is that a different
3: one? I think that was actually on the show. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was actually on the show. <laughs>
1: but, but, yeah. but no, I
3: remember the Batman Triple X parody. Yeah, and the costumes were
1: so good because that was actually the,
3: the same person who did
1: the costume.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I had to look that one up too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and you know, the sad thing is the porn stars' names. They're just as bad as the villain names on the Sixties Batman show, Dale debone was Batman in this, <laughs> so yeah, you could kind of understand where things went, but yeah, they did design it pretty much to be exactly like the Adam west show you know they did a some of some of them really did a good job i was I was surprised, and you
1: know I like the fact that on the um Online cassette, you could you could actually watch it without any of the um, any of the hardcore scenes. So you could actually watch it
3: as if it were
1: an, an episode of the Batman
3: series. <laughs> they <laughs> did do a good job with what they had.
1: Yeah, they did a good job with what they had. That was that was really what I meant. And it, I thought it was especially funny that uh, the dude that played the Joker had his paint on over a moustache, just like Cesar Romero, because. <laughs> Cesar Romero would not shave his moustache because it had taken him such effort to grow it, you know, and cultivate it and everything, and, and in his words,
3: you know, the ladies loved it, so
1: he was not about to get rid of that moustache.
3: <laughs> yeah, he, he made it crystal clear, fuck you, I, you just ain't over this thing. <laughs> you know, I still need to get laid when this show is done. <laughs>
1: you
3: know, what was, what
1: was wonderful is I was... Um, I was listening I, I don't know if it was on the commentary of the movie which had Adam West in Birtwood, but it was they were talking about Caesar in, in something but apparently he would uh, he would come on the set you know and he would sleep between his scenes like he would just be dead to the world asleep and uh, all they'd have to do is just sort of nudge him and say you're on and, and he would get up he would do his scene and then he would, go, he would go back to sleep.
3: <laughs> oh, you're, you're talking about Back to the Batcave. Maybe that was it. Maybe that yeah, was it. Yeah, because they did this huge, um, it was like a two-hour movie. hmm And it basically was behind the scenes for the TV show. Yeah. And they, they had a lot of that. It was called Return to the Batcave, The Misadventures of Adam and Bert.
1: Maybe that, I, I don't remember seeing that, but maybe that was it. Maybe I just... Saw it and filed it back, but
3: <laughs> I thought that was such a charming story, though. You know, for it's, him. it's actually fun. It, it does show all of that background, and it even showed, you know, Vincent Price on the set of the show doing Egghead and just starting a huge egg fight, and people are like, "Vincent, calm down!" <laughs> no, <Vincent.
4: laughs>
3: the man was a trip. He's one of those actors I wish I could have met. Yeah, because you know stereotypical American, him and Biddy Hill were like this. <laughs> because I was like, Biddy, you're old and big, but you get better looking women. It's like, wow. your man, secret? I
2: grew up watching that stuff. And, like, you know, you know, old men being chased around by women in, like, bathing suits or less. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah and
3: now any time I watch it, I always hear – um the, that song from The Little Mermaid in the back of my head. Part of your world. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be there. It's like wow, <laughs> Titty on the rampage. But God, okay. You know when we started this show, I asked what you guys want to talk about. And you're like, well, you just go all over the place. I, yeah. I think we proved that point, don't you?
1: Yeah. So and we've and we've also got a title for this week, which is Titty Rampage. Oh, God, no.
3: Uh,
4: <laughs> uh, I a young Did he rampage <laughs> with Poink? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Nobody will believe it. Not yeah. for Poink. It's like, oh, well, Poink is, is it? It? Come on. <laughs> the, the guy that coined the Pipe the Pillow, bitch? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's been as
1: long as it's been. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. I can't even what time did we start this thing? Oh it's, it's been like
0: a little after eight. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we've we passed the hour mark already. That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> blew past it. We're we're going we're going towards the second star.
3: Okay. <laughs> um I will say this, if you guys ever want to have me back, just let me know. <laughs> We'll be more than glad to have you back. Oh, yes. This is always so much fun. This was not as much fun as jerking off, but it's running in a close second. <laughs> <So. laughs> it goes hey, to show you how check. late my hands are. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um,
0: was... I just made a note in my little title notepad thing, City Rampage. With... <laughs> yes. Yeah.
3: Great. And the sad part is I did promise I'd tweet about this and you know, talk about this on the show, so I've got to tell everybody, yeah, look for Titty Rampage. It's, it's, it's the only thing is the people on the show will be like, ah, yeah, I figured. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if they know you don't think nothing of it. Yeah. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: Then again it might run on to something else knowing <laughs> how that well, FPS goes.
3: <laughs> how can we tell what episodes points on? Anything that refers to female genitalia, next one will be Labia Wars? <laughs> uh, uh, a
1: long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away.
3: Lucas fucked us all over. <laughs>
1: yeah. I I have to say sadly, Labia Wars would probably be a more
3: interesting film than Never mind. Well, (laughs) you're right, and that's another – it's a subject I've hit on. Before George, you know, sold everything to Disney, Yeah. he actually made a comment when he was interviewed, and people asked, are you going to make any more Star Wars films? And he said, no, because I made all those other films, and people did nothing but complain, and it hurt my feelings. I'm like, I didn't know you could be that fucking rich. And you really gave a shit about what somebody like me had to say. <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, my exact statement, point who? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got a Maserati. What do you have, bitch?
4: Just... <laughs>
3: See that car? Anakin Action Figures bought me that car. Just. <laughs> but, yeah, apparently all you have to do is just say you didn't like Jar Jar Binks and you can completely topple a man's film empire. <laughs>
0: Uh, was this including um, his work
3: with the Indiana Jones films too? I think those belong to Disney now as well. They're actually kind of fighting over it because Fox doesn't want to let that go.
0: Why? <laughs> right, so we can have another Indiana Jones starring Shia LaBeouf?
3: Yeah, they're still working on it. <laughs> to be honest, I I never watched that film. People have tried. They're like, you need to watch it. I'm like. It's got Crystal Skull in the title. Um,
0: I like the um, I like the uh, working title for the film better. It was called Indiana Jones and the Saucer Men.
3: That would have been to me. It would have been more in keeping with the spirit of the films, yeah. because the spirit of the film was basically it was supposed to be a takeoff on the old serial action films that yeah. used to run before the you know main yeah. film back in the day, like Radar Men from the Moon and stuff like that. The Man but Crystal Skull it, it's one of those titles you look at. It's like you just don't give a shit anymore, do you? Oh, the Undersea Kingdom. The Undersea yeah. Kingdom. Another you remember that? You know that kid with?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, that is exactly how that kid <laughs> sounds. He, it's, it's horrible. If you do not believe me, watch Undersea Kingdom episode one with Crash Corrigan. You will, <laughs> you will believe that a kid can be that annoying.
3: Oh, and back and back then they knew how to name actors. You know, Crash yeah. Corrigan, Buster Crab, Brock Gonad—all these. People. <laughs> <laughs> it's the manliest motherfuckers to ever shake a dick <laughs> on camera. It's like what we? What
1: <laughs> damn. we need to do is, is make like a, a for our promo. That's what we should do for our promo. We should do like Brock Gonad in Labia Wars. That that, that would just be so
3: perfect. I'd go for it. Um, I actually <laughs> stole it from a Dave Barry book, but hey, he's not using it, so why not? Yeah. I don't know. I liked it, our
0: last promo, though. Um, the uh, yeah.
3: no, you guys just did with the Daleks I thought was neat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be a Cybermen, but...
3: Well, originally we did one with the
1: Daleks. Did you not put out that
0: one? Uh, no, I did not put out that one.
1: Oh, what well, see, Skate did. did one with um, with the more Dalek-y sounding uh sounding uh, thing, and... But his his voice went out, and he couldn't perfect it. <laughs> so he got me, and I couldn't do a Dalek voice. I kept getting into Davros, so I was like, well, let's just do a Cybermen voice, because I I love the uh, the Second Doctor's Cybermen stuff, so we, we did the Cybermen voice. Uh, and
3: oh, you mean like Tomb of the Cybermen when they're in the Arctic and stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, I
3: love... One of my favorites. <laughs> my, I, I think my two favorites are
1: Wheel in Space and the Invasion, because the Cybermen was so scary. But we tried. We tried to go for kind of like that, and then of course I remembered the Wheel in space had this this wonderful scene where the doctor confronts the Cybermen and says, "I imagine you have orders to destroy me."
0: <laughs> um, here's a link to the Dalek Dalek uh, thing I put together.
3: <laughs> ah, got it. I'll listen to that too. Uh, I'll if you don't mind. I'll you know when I tweet about this, I'll point people towards that too.
0: That's cool. But
3: yeah, I know exactly what you mean because um, that was the one thing that got on my nerves about Doctor Who, anyways. Like Doctor Who was just like this elegant British gent, and then you kind of went from him to the clowns because you got Sylvester McCoy and the spoons and Colin Baker and the wonderful Joseph Technicolor Coat, and then of course, as we always do, the Americans got a hold of it and tried to fuck it up, and we put a little British guy in it, but we brought eric robertson as the master and movie went absolutely nowhere (laughs) and then we just basically go for heartthrob people it's like you do realize that everybody's not going to want to fuck him when they figure he's 900 years old (laughs) but back in the early days he just had like obviously you're here to destroy me (laughs) you wouldn't hear that today it's like oh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> <I> always, <laughs> you know that kind of. uh. I always liked how, um, how wonderfully John Petrie, the Third Doctor, could just completely destroy people just with words. It was just absolutely wonderful because. He did not put up with any bullshit, especially from politicians. No. And I think, I think some of this was some of the writers just getting out their frustrations. But the doctor could always, the third doctor could always just, like, cut people down completely. Just by,
3: by he was just like the diva of his day. You oh, know and I love Pertwee? I mean, um, they put out an audio book, which was, like, one of his speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. And to hear some of the stories he would tell about that show. Oh yeah, and especially after he did that show, and he went on to his next show, which was a uh, Warzel Gummidge. Yes. yes, which was about as far removed from Doctor Who as.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much was. But he had such, he had such versatility, and you know, I I've told this story so many times, but it's like one of the most important things in my life. When I was a, when I was a child, I actually met him, and uh, and I've never forgotten it because you know i was i was a child at the time the the third doctor was absolutely my hero you know like my number one hero the person i wanted to be i was absolutely just infatuated with the the complete concept that he brought to the screen and looking back i always think it would have been so easy for me to be disappointed because that character was just so you know over the top so completely massive and and, in scope and presence but no, he has this amazing presence. I went to see him, and he was just... He was the most alive person that I've ever known. And it's, it's funny, because they actually say that. I think Sarah Jane says that in one or two of the episodes. <laughs> he was just the most alive person that I've ever ever met, ever known, because he just had this tremendous presence. You could tell where he was at any given time. And it was... He, he was just so amazing, and uh, and when when I went through the the autograph line, he actually stopped the line so that my mother could get a picture of me with him. <laughs> he was a wonderful man, though, and I've never forgotten it because, especially as an adult, I realized it would have been so easy for him to have disappointed me. You know, so easy for me to go and just find out, oh, well, you know, it's just some actor, you know, he's not really that... Amazing or over-the-top. No, he really is that amazing. <laughs> That's the man you meet when you see him on the screen. You meet and that in person. Back
3: then, you know, when you met actors, they had a class to them. You know, they they were genuine. You could talk to them. They were really great people. They went out of their way to be nice. You, you meet any of these new actors, buy a fucking autograph or get out of my face. You know, that kind mm-hmm. of shit.
4: Yeah.
3: Because ran into that, too. Um probably told this story before, but I'm, I'm sure considering the group that I'm talking to, um, you're fans of Star Trek Next Generation, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Back in the day, we used to have a convention here called the FX Con, mm-hmm. And they would get, you know, all these actors. It basically was a toy convention, but you'd get all these movie actors and we would interview them for the show. We interviewed the entire cast of Willy Wonka without Gene Wilder, um, Jeremy Bullock, who was Boba Fett, Lovely interview. And um, actually, Doug Bradley, who to this day is one of my favorite actors. (laughs) I I
0: just saw that clip from uh, YouTube from your channel.
3: Yep, where he helped create Point. (laughs)
4: Lovely
3: man, because we just said, we wanted you to play with the puppet. And he's like, okay. (laughs) He was cool with it. But then we went one year, and I'll never forget it. I met Marina Sirtis. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we probably did not give her the greatest image (laughs) when we came at her, because it was me and KP, and KP does Ezra on the show. You know, wonderful guy, one of my best friends. And he's got the puppet on, because we've been talking to people and doing interviews. Um, And we go up to Maria Sertis, and there he is with the puppet, and she's just sitting there, and he goes... In his nicest voice, because he, you know, he knows how to talk to people. Hi, we'd like to interview you for our show. And she took one look at him, and then one look at me, stood up with her water bottle, no, and just walked off. <laughs> and we're like, oh, we just got dissed by one of the B-listers from Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> the ugly one, because I never thought she was that cute. I'm like, the one that I always liked, they killed her off in the first season.
1: I was really pissed off about that. I thought that was, well, I thought that was just so assy of them because well, like
3: she even regretted it, but she was the one that asked for it. Well, she asked, she
1: asked to be, you know, to leave the show because, well, she was pretty right in believing the way it was going then that it would probably go nowhere, else.
3: <laughs> and they yeah. wouldn't
1: use her. They wouldn't use the character. They barely used the character.
3: Well, no. she does have the distinction of being the first person to fuck data. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh,
0: have you seen those documentaries that she produced?
1: I've seen one
3: of them. She didn't do a bad job.
0: No. I Wait, she. It.
3: She made a documentary about fucking data? No, that's actually more of a secret documentary. Oh, oh, no, right. she made two movies. I think they're called Trekkies and Trekkies 2. Yes. Oh, oh, right. They're
1: both don't on know. Netflix. I didn't know she was attached to that. I know she's oh, been yeah. doing... She's actually working with uh, Star Trek Online now and doing the narration as a sailor for the uh, Romulan side. They uh, probably couldn't
3: afford Leonard anymore.
1: <laughs> well, it... Um, it was, it was pretty neat. Although it does frustrate me that they keep playing with the R character, but they won't just, you know, bite the bullet and bring her back. Because it pisses me off. because They keep they keep saying, oh, you want Toshyar? You can have Toshyar. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! We want fucking Toshyar! Just fucking bring her back! It's not like you've got some sort of amazing integrity with this show. <laughs> bring the fucking character back. We all want her. You know we want her.
3: The show had its moments. It had its bad moments too. But it had
1: a lot of moments. Yeah. <laughs> but it had a lot of good moments, I will say.
3: Yeah, I mean, as much as I love data, you can only take so much of Data learns to paint. Okay, there's a there's a plot point. Uh, data learns how to play checkers. Okay, great. Um a Wharf does something stupid with the kid he didn't want. Okay, great. Could data we just see PlayStation yeah, and he did. And Denga and that cat, and if you ever watch any of the interviews with Brent Spiner, he hated that cat.
4: <laughs> Just
3: despised that cat. It's like, he even says, we couldn't even get the cat to eat tuna right. We had him on the show, and we'd point to the can, and he'd look everywhere else. Finally, the cat did one thing on cue. <laughs> he fell asleep. But... But it was a fun show, and, yeah, we we met Marina, and, of course, she was a bitch. And I might be being mean. Maybe it was a bad day. Plus, here we come at her with a puppet. So I'm sure these guys do run into weird people. The other one that kind of struck us as odd was Walter Koenig, Mm -hmm. who played Chekhov. He refused to interview us. He would not shut up, though, about his new hobby, which was mood crystals. <laughs> he talked to us for an hour about that, but he refused to let us interview him. That's really odd. It's like nobody else would talk to him, so he wouldn't let us go.
0: <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that one guy from Animaniacs that just kept talking when the uh, Yakko was shaking his hands. He, kept... <laughs> he tried to bite his arm off. Just...
3: Oh, Mr. Director.
0: Uh, no. Um he was the one voiced by Ben Stein.
3: Oh God, yeah. Oh, like I forget sorry, the name but I know yeah. the character. Now I gotta look it up.
1: You know, I, I met uh I met Walter well, King years and years ago. And and he was very very pleasant but I I I think he probably discovered no crystals long after I met him.
3: <laughs> well and to give the man credit, he got older yeah. and as he got older, he had a lot of bad stuff happen to him, like his son, you know, died. Forget if he had killed himself or what had you. Um, and the character name that Ben Stein played was Francis Pump <laughs> <laughs> I I give that show credit. That show <laughs> pushed some boundaries. Um, to give a plug to somebody else, if you've ever heard of Doug Walker, the Nostalgia Critic? Yes. Mm-hmm. The introspective he does on Animaniacs is worth watching.
0: Oh, it was really great. It uh, was.
3: And I was amazed he got, you know, all the people on that he did. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I've met a few of them, but never all in one place. And, again, sometimes they won't talk to you. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's it's great. I love that show. Ben Stein is an interesting person. <laughs>
0: I remember his game show, Who Wants to Win Ben Stein's.
3: Oh game. god, yeah, that MTV thing.
0: Uh Comedy Central, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, one of
3: those networks. <laughs> uh, potato
0: Potato. Jimmy Kimmel, I believe, is his guest host, and then Jimmy Kimmel's cousin after Jimmy Kimmel
1: <laughs> You know who I met that was that was an absolute delight? Oh it was just on. an absolute wonderful person is um Richard Horvitz. Who, I voice, know the name. Yeah, he, he did the voice of Zim from Invader Zim. That's and he, right. And he really fucking sounds like Zim. It, it's so funny because um, I, I used to do more conventions than I do now. I, I step back a bit because of not only of my health, but also because I needed to concentrate on... Things that you know I was actually doing instead of going to and and appearing and running tables because it would you know wear me out. And of course, I I had some really bad experiences too, but that's neither here nor there. I was at one of these shows, mm. and he was there, and we were in the same room because it was it was like um, the few artists that they had, and then a couple of their special guests, and then the other room was was different. And, but um, but I have a friend that his his health is not the best. Like he he actually has a uh, chronic condition and he really wanted to be there I'd actually never seen the series Invader Zim at the time and uh, I knew he loved it he always talked about it you know, <laughs> like, this friend of mine always talked about Invader Zim and uh, so on the last uh, I think it was the last day I went up to him and uh, I said uh, is there any way we could do like a, a trade or something because one of my friends and I explained to him that he just really loved it and in fact him. And I said, he's, he's very sick though, he couldn't be here. And, and he said, just wait there for a moment. So he goes to his table and uh, he comes back with this glossy picture of him with this wonderful personal message to my friend, and, you know, and and he said, "No, you don't. You don't have to do anything. You know, it's it's, it's fine. I, I have to, <laughs> I have to watch the size, you know, for the carry-on and, and everything." So I did him a little picture, a little sketch of himself, and he really liked that. But uh, yeah, he was there with Gur, I believe, or was he there with Dib? He was he was there with one of one or the other. But uh, they were they were talking back and forth the whole time, and it was so funny because I didn't really realize at the time because I would never seen the series but they really sound a lot like the characters on the show, like more than, more than most voice actors actually sound when they're not trying to do a voice, (laughs) but wonderful man. And, uh, and my friend regards that as his deep treasure. He had it framed. (laughs) Wow.
0: Um, the only celebrity kind of thing I had was with, um, Oh God, I forget her name. Uh, the body rolls, uh, Oh, yes. Yes, her name is... Me, Leslie, Leslie Hall. Yes, Leslie thank Hall. you. Leslie yeah. Hall. Um, <laughs> I did a portraiture of her, and she uh, adored it. And
1: Yeah, she's very sweet. She's very very supportive with anybody who does any art or any, any sort of creative things. She's a really nice person.
0: Very. I, I actually yeah. kept the email and framed it. <laughs> because it's like... I, don't know. I, and I, I thought, thought it was neat to me.
1: That is really cool. And I have seen in beta zoom... By now, by the way. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. After that experience, I was like, I need to watch this show. I,
3: it I like took it. a while. Um, somebody finally gave it to me as well. <laughs> and I, I watch it, but I have to watch it in small doses. Because <laughs> it, it's a fun show, but it is so off the wall. Yeah,
1: yeah, it definitely is. Definitely <laughs> is.
3: But it's a good show. And um, that guy Horvitz does a lot of big voices. I remember him more as Dag. Yes. Yeah. You know, from the Angry Beavers. Yes.
0: (laughs) I kind of like how that show went when they found out they were going to be canceled. Oh, the final (laughs) episode? Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah, from what I understand, he kind of burned a few bridges with um, Nickelodeon on that one. Because, like, we don't want people to think we're only going to do this for 65 episodes. (laughs) Well, we're going to make sure they do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, here's... uh... Here is something that I
3: I found. I was watching
1: Netflix and I happened to be watching Angry Beavers, and I had the subtitles on because not all of the uh, <laughs> not all of the audio is is able to be heard by me. Mm. So I was I was watching it and this curious subtitle comes up. It's it's the one where they have like the the sort of retro film characters and Adrian Barbeau is on it and everything, but like it's got her <laughs> character being helped up by the by the two beavers. And in parentheses, in the subtitles, it says, Beaver's Struggling. <laughs> like, we're supposed to know what this sounds like. You know? <laughs> the just says it all, Beaver's Struggling. <laughs> all right, Netflix, you've got me. <laughs>
3: I do love the way they do some things like that. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> it's like, what kind of sound does it make? It's like... <laughs>
1: Like, if you're hard of hearing, how are you going to know what sound a beaver makes when he struggles? I, I think well,
0: it might sound something like this. Can anybody hear that? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, we heard it, and you just lost whatever female listeners you had. But
0: <laughs> we had female
2: listeners?
3: <laughs> well, I'm we, hopeful.
2: Who's female <laughs> listeners? Cassie was on here. She listened. Oh, well, okay. That's fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: she'll probably find it amusing. I found it amusing anyway. Of course I have no shame, so
0: No. I don't think if you're on this show you your shame is gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you you really can't have shame and be on this show. I, I think I think it's one of those things that it's, it's like a prerequisite.
3: Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, sorry I lost you there for a second. I was just, you know, one of the joys of doing Skype, um, somebody emailed me about the con I'm working on. I just emailed him back. It's like, here you go. By the way, I'm doing a podcast. Oh, joy. (laughs) (laughs) It's called
4: Titty Rampage.
3: Oh, yeah. I got to write that title down. Titty Rampage. Now I won't get to use it for one of my podcasts. It's like, I can't call it Titty Rampage now. (laughs) I've already used it. Oh, shit. (laughs) Mm. Well, you could
1: you could use it and you could have you could have like one of us appear as a as a brief cameo roll and then <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't tempt me, I will. I do that a lot.
4: As that, the one I okay.
3: just did, I've got my girlfriend doing the uh voice of the uh fast food person. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not above milking my friends to have them do cameos. <laughs>
1: oh man, we well, I, I know we'd all love to do one.
3: So yeah. <laughs> all right. I will be in touch. <laughs> Awesome. It's been so much fun talking to you. I mean, well, thank you. I've enjoyed the hell out of this. It's it's
1: it's really funny because it it sort of feels like we've known each other forever when we talk like this. <laughs> I love it when people get that comfortable.
3: Well, uh, you got to you to remember titty is an icebreaker.
1: That's true. <laughs> Once said titty, he must be cool. <laughs> <just Yeah. laughs> Once we've talked about you know sexual intercourse, <laughs> we're we're friends forever. <laughs>
3: Actually, you can't get much closer than that.
0: <laughs> you could, you know. but that would involve surgery and a two chain of two horrible movies.
3: Well, that could also go in the opposite direction, too. We could build a career like Taylor Swift, where no matter what happens, you write a song about it. Just, God, what a bitch. It's like, I'm sorry. It's like, we will never get back together. Yes, we know. Shut up. You'll no. know when you'll know when she's fucked me. She'll write a song called "I'm Bleeding Out the Asshole."
1: <laughs> Weasels ripped my vagina. I guess.
3: I like that one. We could use that as a title for the show.
1: <laughs> you know, did, have you seen the um, the the song of hers? You know, the Screaming Goats.
4: Oh, oh. God! So, like, yeah. someone
1: edited the Screaming Goats into one of her songs, and. uh and and you know I thought that was really funny, and I happened to be out with with my grandmother, all people, and we were we were just browsing in a at a clothes shop, you know, and they had this piped in music, and they played the original version of that, and I started laughing. I thought I could keep you together, <laughs> but I had to like really quickly excuse myself and go try on urgently try on something because I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I thought, that, I thought they would think I had gone insane. <laughs> but
2: you was... were in a store that had men's clothing, right? You weren't like in a women's store. I'd be like, excuse me for a second, I need to pick up this dress here and, you know, just try it on. I mean, no, do
3: on not it. judge him.
1: <laughs> Beyond that. But no, these were actually men's shorts. I actually did end up buying them, so. But, uh. Yes. I, um, wasn't a total loss? Wasn't t- no, it? No, was, it was pretty good, but, uh. Yeah, I'll um I'll link you to this to this wonderful I knew you were a goat when he walked oh, in. Please
3: please do. Because um we uh ran some of the screaming goats on the show we did um <laughs> Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh <laughs> uh, we're just glad that it died off faster than Gangnam style.
0: Uh, <laughs> you know, he tried to come back with a follow up act.
3: Oh god, it was pathetic. Yeah, you talk about um gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah, we we ran that one. We criticized the fuck out of that video. It's like, okay, Cy, look, uh, we thought you were cute before you took yourself seriously. Now it just doesn't work.
1: I don't think he really takes himself seriously. I just don't think he really – I don't think he tries as such to appeal to, like, a worldwide audience. I think he just sort of does his own thing, more Korean-based, really.
3: Yeah, and it's nice that he, you know, made it famous over here with the horsey thing. And <laughs> yeah, I did love how the news tried to say he talked bad about our government and music. I'm like, we talk bad about our government and music all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: if the we
1: could
3: thing? do it, why can't
1: he? very <laughs> funny. Um, when he saw all the people that had a bunch of these different videos that people have made doing like the dance and doing their own thing for the dance and Shirley was really a good a good sport too and some of the parodies as well which you We're know, some, yeah, so, some people so, and, and some people just cannot take it when someone makes a parody out of them or whatever which it, you know you would think it would be odd with with someone who had just such a such a comical video in the first place, so I was glad that he was a he was a good sport about that. He seemed to be a very, you know, jovial sort of person. Wasn't
0: there some story about uh, Weird Al covering one of Lady Gaga's songs and she ended yeah. up firing somebody?
1: Uh, yes, yeah. oh. she.
3: He was, he had asked to, um, I think, it, was it Bad Romance or was it? Uh, um, well, it was Sway. Born This Way, yeah. and he had asked her uh, publicist if he could do it, yeah. and the publicist said, uh, she would never allow you to do one of these songs. <laughs> well, when she heard about it, she was like, bullshit.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly> <laughs> Weird Al right. wants That's... to do my video? I've made it in this world.
2: <laughs> it's one of the best ones he's done. I mean, in my opinion, I, I, I don't know, I really like it. <laughs>
3: I thought, I thought it was funny, too. He does top himself with yeah. every album. I mean, I thought, you know, White and Nerdy was the pinnacle, and, you know, he basically topped it when he did the whole um, Born This Way, and you kind of wonder, what's he going to follow it up with?
0: Well, I know he has written two children's books as of late.
3: Uh, Everybody's writing children's books. I mean, I'm writing one. Suit
1: <laughs> so, so you
3: can buy it in Barnes and Noble. Get the fuck out of my way, kid. It's just
1: <laughs> followed by the sequel, titty rampage.
3: Ah, there you go. Here's a titty. That would be a good. That's a good name for a book for a kid. Here's a titty.
1: <laughs>
2: These it's are what bonnie has got. Also,
3: <laughs> when they sag, they're not for you. Just. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. Wow. I'm sorry, guys. I am starting to run out of steam here. <laughs> right.
1: I, think, I think we all sort of are, but it's, it's so much fun. We don't, don't really want this, it to end. This was a hoot, guys.
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Um, the next couple of months, I'm going to be tied up because I've got Anthrocon coming up, and I'm doing stand-up there, and I've got Megaplex coming up. and But um, I'll tell you what. If you want to give me a shout like August or something, I will be more than happy to come back on.
1: That would be wonderful. And
3: uh, don't know how long it will take you to post this, but get me a link. I will pimp the shit out of it.
0: Uh, I can get it up in the hour.
3: Oh, even better. I will uh, wait until you get it posted, and I will go ahead and get it out there. I'll bring it up on the show, and we can extend your viewership by maybe (laughs) (laughs) one.
2: Bonus. (laughs)
3: God knows when I speak, nobody listens. But, right? <laughs> but no, guys, this was a blast. I really appreciate it. Well,
0: thank you so much for coming on.
3: Uh, yes, thank you very much. It was wonderful to meet you, and mind. I, I really enjoyed uh, your show. I've been going back over the the podcast. <laughs> oh
4: and God, I you was... actually
3: listened to my stuff after you know getting me on here. I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> no, really, I... I'm the same way. I listen to my old stuff. I'm like, I did this.
1: I, I, I loved you. It. it was so addictive. It was like popcorn. You know, you start and, and then you're like, well, just one more. Just one more. You know, you're fat,
3: and you've got some disease.
1: <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean to draw that sort of analogy. Yeah.
3: Oh, trust me. Try anything. I'm going to come up with some way to degrade it. That's what I do. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like a beautiful woman. Oh, going to rip me off for everything she can and go marry somebody younger? Got it. Okay. <laughs>
0: So um, before we close out, can I just want this like little bit of self indulgence? Can you do like the whole cue noise to end us out?
3: Oh, you mean uh, well, you mean one uh, where I bebo?
0: Yes, exactly.
3: I, I don't know. I, I just can't pull that out when people oh, I son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, have a good night, and we'll be back after our hiatus in about two weeks.
3: Good night, folks.